Hello, friends, and welcome again to another episode of the Pilot Podcast. Jared Cornut, not joined by a Chinese air balloon, though Matt Hensley's head kind of looks like that when it's that bald, but joined with Matt Hensley and joined with Alan Murray, guys. How are y'all doing on this lovely weekend? I am doing great. Missed you guys last week, but I've gotten used to it because we hadn't done this in like 30 years. So, uh, missed you guys, but doing well. Got to preach at First Farmersville today. A little tired, uh, but it went well. And we have thawed out completely, and it's about 60 degrees out here. Wouldn't even know this past week was a frozen tundra <laughs> and uh, an entire week at home with the the girls because i mean we had a sheet of ice man that's hard to kind of prepare for i guess yeah but doing well what about you alan i'm doing well a little tired uh hope's grandfather died and so we had his funeral today and i preached this morning and preached a funeral yesterday it's been a very busy weekend but i'm incredibly excited because as i told you guys earlier i booked my tickets for new orleans this afternoon this evening so Hey-o. headed to the spc excited about that i'm really just doing it for the crawfish etouffee and the redfish pontchartrain and to be involved with our polity but those those are the only reasons i'm literally well, going because i have to but that's about it i'm literally only going because i care about our convention Oh, I think I should, you know, so. nice convention, Duke. Uh, yeah, yes. Well, Matt, like you, uh, my kid was out of school all week as well because of the ice here in Dallas. And uh, I wore shorts and short sleeves today on our walk around the neighborhood. Uh, and so uh, I guess that's just Texas. We had our annual chili cook-off at the church today. And uh, I won the award for most beans in their chili. Um, and so that was nice. Uh, but I was like, why couldn't we have had the chili cook-off you know, with the colder weather, it was not perfect weather for chili today. Uh, but I could eat chili kind of anytime. So it was a good day uh, for us too. But we're not here to talk about chili or sheets of ice or Alan's noble or his maybe not so great reasons for going to the annual meeting. We're here to talk about Southern Baptist life. And Alan, you've got one that you're going to lead off with. It's a story here. Uh, why don't you talk about this to us? This is a great story that concerns us all that give to the cooperative program and give to the Lottie Moon Christmas offering. But I think it's especially close to home to me uh, because it starts off with some folks from Coates, North Carolina, which is straight up the river from me, uh, just about a county up from me in the metropolis of Coates, North Carolina. Uh, Baptist Press talks about the folks who came from Coates Baptist Church in Coates, North Carolina, nearly 50 members. Uh, piled in and headed up to the International Mission Board sending celebration in Richmond, Virginia, as they gathered around, uh, wiping tears silently from around Bradley and Ember Wilkie to pray. Um, Their pastor said, we weren't afraid to send our best to the mission field for advancing the kingdom. We want to be a sending church to train our people in the missionary task. Uh, The article goes on to talk about the calling of this family uh, that were headed out onto the mission field, how they'd previously been on short-term mission trips, and how the uh, this couple, the Wilkies, as well as uh, 46 other missionaries were appointed by the mission board uh, and sent out. But of course, the mission board doesn't send missionaries. Churches like Coates Baptist Churches, uh, churches like your church, local churches send missionaries on the mission field, at least Southern Baptist ones. I thought it was a great article. Uh, what do you guys think? How do you, how do you feel if you, you had some of your best within the church that were called up and said they were going out 
and wanted to serve with the IMB. Couldn't help but be thrilled if that was the case. I mean, obviously, you know, you, you hate to lose anyone, and it, you would certainly, if there were some of your best, you would feel that effect. Uh, but we, as Southern Baptists, are great commission people. And so if we are raising up missionaries to be sent out in our church, I see that as the work of Ephesians 4, that the job of the minister is to equip the saints through the work of ministry. If we're raising up leaders to go to the nations, uh, there is no greater thing for us really uh, to do, to be a part of. And so I think that's an incredible thing. And I pray in the church that I lead and I pray in the churches that you lead, uh, that God would call out the called and that many in our churches would answer uh, the call to go to the nations for the sake of the gospel. Yeah. And at First Farmersville, we have a new student pastor. And one of the things that uh, kind of his pillars and, and, and desires for each of the students is that they have at least one mission trip uh, before they graduate high school and uh, really makes a very a concerted effort to to get them an opportunity to do those. And I love kind of how that ties into this because uh, this couple that we were talking about from Coates uh, began serving with some of those mission trips. And, uh, and so they said that God used those trips as well as our burden for the nations and our life experiences to call us to serve as logistics coordinators in Mexico. And I love the also, he added, we aren't seminary trained. We're lay people from the church. And now the church that I grew up in, the church that invested and discipled us is sending us to the nations. And so you never know, you know, a lot of people can kind of dog on those short term mission trips and so forth. But but many times that can kind of spark a little fire or uh, somebody with a, uh, a desire or call to be able to go and be a missionary. And you can have a part to play in that as you disciple your teens, young adults, even older folks uh, into missions. And speaking of missions, we're recording this on Sunday, February 5th. Of course, this is going to live after uh, that. This will go live on Tuesday. Uh, but today at First Farmersville, uh, we celebrated the George Lyle Sunday uh, by watching the video produced by the International Mission Board. And uh, in this there's another article, another article on Baptist Press about him and about kind of how that undergirds the Black Fellowship Church Planting Initiative as well. And, and so I wanted to see what what you guys thought first, if you all maybe made note of this in some way, if, if this was on your radar. Uh, I think it's pretty neat. Uh, our, our very first uh, missionary, uh, Baptist International missionary, at least from America, uh, was formerly enslaved. And uh, yeah, kind of charted that course for us, guys. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know about this, but uh, our church is certainly familiar with George Lyle. We kind of did a podcast for a little while, uh, talking about missions in our church when COVID uh, started going. And George Lyle was one of those was the first guy that we talked about. And so, you know, I know there's a big emphasis on Southeastern uh, with George Lyle, and you know, there's some de- debate. You know, is he the first missionary from North America? I think that he is. Uh, and I think that what he did was remarkable. But I, I didn't know about all this that you're sharing about. This year, we did not. I mentioned it last year. Uh, you guys know that I'm one of like four people that care about the SBC calendar. And I love to bring it up as much as humanly possible on our podcast. 
And we typically get our bulletins from LifeWay. And anytime there is an event or a designated day on the calendar, the bulletin for that Sunday will correspond. But we are trying to be good stewards of God's money and using a bunch of old bulletins uh, that have been just stacked up for the longest time and quit ordering our quarterly supply bulletin. So I did not get a a good visual reminder to everybody like we had last year on the LifeWay bulletin. But it has been mentioned before uh, here in North Carolina. Uh, of course, it's got a lot of emphasis with Southeastern uh, having an influence all across the state. Um, I, I think it's a good thing. Uh, if you had asked, you know, maybe 10 years ago in Southern Baptist Life who George Lyle was, uh, very few folks will be able to tell you. And probably today, just a few folks will be able to tell you, but I, I hope there's more than before. Yeah, I love what they added. Uh, This man was born in slavery and still pastored a church and still became a missionary in another country, despite the brutal and demonically inspired North American slave trade, which Christians helped perpetuate. And uh, so great overcoming obstacles. Great article we'll put in the show notes as well. And uh, so we hope that you celebrated that. If you didn't, uh, take some time to read up on George Lyle and uh, what we can learn about him and celebrate, as we uh, just did a moment ago, the sending of even more uh, like him and like others uh, to the nations to spread the good news. And as we go to the nations, we also go along our country and many times we'll pass some crazy street names, crazy road names, road signs, all that good stuff. What's the craziest one you got there in North Carolina that you can think of, Alan? Well, there's several. What actually inspired this? It's a road I've been by several times uh, on my way back from our board of directors meeting for the Baptist State Convention, North Carolina. I passed by for probably the fourth time in my life, Chicken Foot Road. Uh, Chicken Foot Road, that, that's pretty unique. Um, another one that I've always been, been just love with this name is along uh, Highway 64 in Quebec, the community I lived in in Western North Carolina. There was a road called Dunworkin. D-U-N-W-E-R-K-E-N, Dunworkin. And so I always wondered, like, is, is somebody retired at the end of this road? Or is this someone who's German or Belgian or something? And it's some word that I don't understand. But Dunworkin and Chicken Foot are probably two of my favorites, though there are a lot more like uh, barbecue in Barbecue, North Carolina, um, and the Barbecue Presbyterian Church and all of those things. There's there's a lot of great great names. What about you, Jared? Oh, uh, you know, there's some great ones like Egg and Butter Road in Columbiana, Alabama, or This Ain't It Road in Dadeville, Alabama. I don't know how I got that name. Or Toot Holder Lane in Odeville, which begs the question, does a Toot Holder live on that road or or that lane? Or uh, what is the reason for that? Uh, But I think my favorite is in Huntsville, Alabama. And it is Roll Hide Road. God. No better road could exist. RTR, baby. Oh, man. Well, up the road from us in McKinney, there's Squeeze Penny Lane. And uh, <laughs> we also have an, an Allen near us, Bossy Boots Drive. And uh, but, but more to the point here on the Potluck Podcast, in Granbury, Texas, there is Chicken Gristle Road chicken gristle road and uh, perhaps of the irony um is in houston h-town baby is Uh-oh. an intersection with the street names clinton and fidelity 
<laughs> so, oh man. So, anyway, as you're driving on any crazy roads, let us know maybe your favorite crazy road. And uh, Jared, why don't you send us out? Yeah, let us know what roads you're driving on. And I hope that your church is raising up missionaries and even emphasizing and teaching about great men like George Lyle going to the nations. I'm glad to finally be back in a routine recording the Potluck Podcast again. You can catch every Tuesday on Spotify, Apple Music, and all those places. Thanks for joining us, friends. Join us next time. Same Baptist time, same Baptist hour. Stay Baptist, my friends.